Welcome to a brand new episode of Ultimo Pasta, a podcast where we debunk some common food myths, obsess over underrated food items, and not talk about nutrition and all the science that goes behind cooking a perfect meal every time through really fun conversations with our super amazing guests. Today we are going to talk about dips and marinations, and we have an extremely humble guest with us to discuss the same. I'd like to welcome Chef Shipra Mathur. Welcome, Shipra Ma'am. How have you been? I've been fine. How are you doing, Aishi? I've been great, ma'am. How's the pandemic been... treating you? Pandemic is treating me okay. Busy ko. <laughs> that is it. Yeah, Shipra ma'am is just being humble. Guys, Shipra ma'am is a living example of how age is just a number. She has always been very fond of food, but circumstances led her to pursue designing. She worked with schools for several years, where she got to travel the world. Despite being successful in her field, she did not lose sight of what she loved the most, and that is food. She started by serving friends and family, and then to schools. And not much later, with the support of her family, she started Shipra's Kitchen, a homegrown catering business. She specializes in Kaya's cuisine. However, she aces in Indian, Indo-Chinese, and continental food as well. Her delicious and irresistible food was loved by all, which is. Pretty evident by all the awards that she has won, ma'am. If I start this list, it's not going to end. <laughs> However, I am going to try. Uh, she received a Popular Choice Award of Gurgaon Foodies and the Big F Awards by Indian Food Week for the last three years continuously. The Women Achiever Award, the National Excellence Award, the World Chef Choice Federation Award. Annapurna Best Home Chef Award and a recent Virtual Star Award. She also won an Influencer Award from Karya Shala Foundation and Global Choice Award for Best Home Chef Kitchen of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, and while the pandemic might have dimmed the spirits of many, Shipra Ma'am re-entered with full force, recognizing the needs and cravings of her customers. And while many kitchens shut down, she opened. Two new ventures, Taste Ride and Spice Mate, ma'am. That is amazing. I cannot imagine how you handle all the work. Yourself. Thank you, thank you, ma'am. Uh, so Taste Ride and Spice Mate, you recently started that during the pandemic. Yes. So Taste Ride is where you sell um, uh, pre-made marinades, and Spice Mate is where you sell ground spices, right? Yes. So Spice Mate is a venture where we are doing spices. Where there are ground spices and old spices, right. and the spice mixes, and uh, in the taste right, we are doing uh, the marinades, uh, and uh, we are doing ready to cook uh, snacks. That only sounds like how much easier the work has become for us. We are still yeah. gonna talk about uh, marinades our today's topic. So, uh, ma'am, would you start with uh, telling our guests, our listeners, what are actually marinades? So see, uh, it is uh, marinade is very interesting, and uh, you know. So when I do my kitchen, uh, I mean, I take orders, and I have my various delicacies. I keep trying the various dips, and uh, you know, different types of marinades, and continental, and Chinese, and uh, the Indian. So uh, it's got it's a vast uh, topic. So I will have to go a little bit somewhere in detail. uh let me know where i'm going haywire so because i talk talk a lot 
So Ma'am, that's Yujin. not a problem. We are all nerds, <laughs> and we want to know what this is all about. <laughs> yeah. So see, first, first we have to understand what is a marinade. So uh, marinade is something where we are, you know, mixing a acidic sauce into a meat, fish, or vegetables to enrich the flavors and to tenderize it. So that is uh, uh, very important to know that what is a marinade. Uh, the process of the marinade is of soaking foods, uh, food item in seasoning and uh, acidic liquids before cooking. Right. Okay, and a marinade can contain oil. It can contain herbs, spices, garlic, ginger, uh, different types of sauces, acidic uh, uh, things like lemon, or uh, you know the fruit, uh, acidic uh, juice juices, jote, yogurt, all that. Right. So uh, it's very important to know uh, the way you marinate a particular product which is a fish or a meat or vegetables we have to be careful how we are marinating so right. that is how we do and why do we use marinade in a delicacy is first is that it gives flavors very nice flavors and how right. the flavors come through the different types of spices herbs so you can use any flavors uh these citrus juices which come from uh, kiwi or it is coming from uh yogurt or citric juices pineapple papaya it uses uh, it helps tenderizing the uh, meats and it right. also when you're grilling the food it also protects food from intense heat and it also works as a preservative so these are the main four uses of marination in a uh this thing so to put in another way what you just said uh the components of a marinade would be base which is mainly an acid a source of fat and herbs so, and spices right yeah so basically a component are the yeah uh, so we have the basics is oil acidic agent and the flavoring agent they're three main things right so fat is also a important component because it helps transfer soluble flavors into the meat it also retains moisture and keeps the flavors sharp there are also uh, dry rubs that we do with uh, meats can we talk about that uh, dry marinade yes the dry rubs yeah, of yeah. course first we have to understand the types of marinades then i'll come to your next uh, wet and dry marinades right. see the right. types of marinades as i've told you there is acidic marinade in which we use wine we use vinegar we can use tomato juice we can use citrus juices and right. uh, these kind of marinades can go in fish or prawns or even in the chicken for only one or two hours or maybe half an hour and you can cook it right all right and then there is a enzyme marinade basically to tenderize the meats so you are using the pineapple the papaya the kiwi to break down right. the muscle fiber of the meats and uh, you can even keep it for a short time uh, you have to actually keep it for short time because if you keep the meat in the tenderizer for very long it becomes you know uh, mushy mushy so right. uh, that will happen then there are dairy marinades the three so the, there are three marinades 
acidic enzyme and dairy marinades so dairy marinades are what yogurt buttermilk so here the calcium activates enzymes in meat in the same way how the aging of meat meat is done it right. breaks down the protein in the meat right. on their own so and yogurt and buttermilk are also little acidic so basically these are the main components of marination so we should actually know what is marination what are marinades what is marination what are the components of marinade marination mm-hmm. then the types of marination so that is there is a wet marinated marination and a dry marination so mm-hmm. here what happens is in so i'll go with wet marination is that it is a piece of a meat which is married marinated in the liquid mm-hmm. which, which protects it from going bad so for example like a half cup of uh, 125 grams of wet marinade is required for 225 grams of meat okay okay and it has to be marinated and kept in the fridge we can't keep it outside for a very long time so another thing is in wet uh, marination instead of grilling if we do steaming it retains more juices but in grilling the moisture can vanish okay yeah so this is basically wet marinades it really helps in this we use marinades i use my wet marinades in uh, indian and i use in chinese also and continental also where uh, i'm using wine and you know various other uh, vinegar and all that but i don't have to keep it for long i just keep it for half an hour or maybe for an hour put it in the fridge and uh, cook it directly and uh, either grill it or you know steam it so it is pretty good in the dry marinations uh, they basically the barbecue spices i i make my own barbecue spice in which which i uh, obviously uh, it is made of uh, various spices and the herbs and definitely because we are also using salt which helps uh, break down the protein and it draws more flavors in salt is a very important aspect of uh, marination okay and in the dryer we also use oil pressing it in so that it sticks the marination sticks the right. dry marination will stick to the meats and the rub gives very nice flavors and textures outside and inside of the meat also when you are uh, cooking so we are doing a little scoring also over here uh, of right. the meat so uh, so that the more spices can be absorbed though it is not necessary that you know uh, it will take in all the marinations or the flavors so basically uh, so when we cook it we get the taste from the inside also it's right. not like upar it's on top it is tasty but inside it's all bland so right. we have to be very careful when we are marinating right. our meats so that is very important so surface definitely will have the lovely flavors but if it go it goes in it will be much better so scoring helps to increase the surface area yes so that the, yeah little the, little bit like tough meats you will have to be more careful but it is it, it definitely helps i do lot of indian cooking where i do scoring of uh, uh, you know meats so i do get good flavors 
and it could it helps cook faster so that is more important because uh, uh, something like a uh, chicken legs drumsticks if you right. uh, give the cuts on it and you are uh, marinating and cooking it will cook faster otherwise legs take time to cook the drumsticks so the longer you will cook the moisture will vanish and it will get dry right so scoring yeah, helps in chicken definitely the scoring helps in muttons like i do my uh, regular uh, mutton legs and all that there also right. i uh, score, score it because uh, it's a tough meat so and of uh, then the marination hours are longer we marinate it for 24 hours any you know the meat which is tough meat like if you are doing tenderloins or you are doing beef or you are doing mutton uh the goat leg uh, then you have to definitely marinate it for for 24 hours and would you say that uh, you would like either cut out the oil or reduce the amount of oil that you put in red meats because it already has a lot of fat yeah so what i do is uh i believe in natural oil so what i do is whenever i am buying my meats i try that there is fat some fat in the uh, fat element in the meat so right. what happens when you start cooking it firstly it will create its own, own uh, oil and second it the oil and the juices when they mix up and uh, with all the your marinade and your spices and everything the flavors are just out of the world <laughs> i can imagine yeah so extra oil or anything you can do it i mean in chicken we have to really do that because chicken doesn't have too much of fat so then in chicken if you do doing a dry uh, marinade then you put a little oil and in like especially the chicken breast you have to just cook it for 2 minutes and the breast is ready right so, because the longer you cook it the drier it gets yeah yeah of course it's better to pre cook it through marinations and then use only as much heat as required to cook it later no no for, no, no. for breast for chicken breast you don't need to pre cook also right you okay. have to uh, just uh, uh, marinate it for half an hour maybe one hour and uh, just cook it on uh, uh, light uh, like medium flame and the breast what you have to do is that you have to beat the you have to pound the uh, breast so you can't have like a thick breast you have to make a slice of it and uh, you have to pound it and then marinate and keep it so it cooks very fast basically like okay. how you uh, have your fish fillets you do breast fillets right that the same goes for other yeah. as well so right? fish, the more you pound it uh, yeah. mutton yes you have to pound it and like when i do my mutton chop when i debone it and uh, i have a single bone so I'm, i have a huge chunk of uh, meat on it so i still beat it and then i uh, marinate it but because it's a tough meat i marinate it for at least for 24 hours and ma'am uh, like we had a uh, modules in college when we learned ma- marination <laughs> uh we used to marinate meats like twice first we used to do 
a very basic flavoring marination yes that is ginger garlic paste and salt salt and, and, and keeping it for an hour or so we used to like marinate it again with the spices yes. could you explain why it is done that oh uh, see it's it's again a combination of a dry and a wet uh, uh, this thing this happens mainly in indian cooking we do that i do that in indian right. cooking continental doesn't require so much uh, indian cooking when we are marinating our meats i also the first marination what i do is of ginger garlic salt and red chilies or any other chilies which you are using and then we have to keep it because salt is the one which breaks the protein the tissue and uh, till inside the salt goes right. so that is why we do that so that's the first it, it's generally a dry marination i mean ginger garlic definitely is a little wet in the texture but as yeah. for me i call it a i in my dictionary it comes as a dry marination then next second step when you marinate then like in indian we use the yogurt and we right. put other spices and uh, the oil everything we'll put and then we'll marinate it then it goes for another 3 4 hours and then we grill it so it actually uh, initial salt it breaks the tissue of the this thing it brings all the flavors and once we put it in the uh, wet marinade the salt is helping to bring all the flavors in the meats it's enhancing the entire thing right so we are not using any oil in the first no i generally don't do it or you can do it also like in continental one i do uh, do it with little olive oil or something but if you really want to do it you can do it i avoid that because when i am making my chicken tikkas i am always taking thai with fat in it yeah, right. so uh, when i am cooking it as it is it is bringing its oil its own fat which is being cooked so in the end also just before the serving also you are putting a little butter in it and all that so otherwise it becomes very uh, oily right as in the first marination the salt also draws out some moisture moisture also yes yes it draws out moisture also right yeah mm. so uh, what would you say is the difference between a brine a marinade and pickling so brine is basically combination of salt and water right. that is wh- what it is right and uh, basically it is used for preserving and also to give flavors to meats fish fruits and vegetables so it's uh, it's a important component in marination it doesn't mean that you're immersing the entire thing into the salt and water liquid it is like salt is covered with little bit of you know it will actually draw out the water from the meats and everything so that's how the brining uh, happens so it's not very acidic no, like, no, uh, what no, a marinade no, is no, right no and uh, it's maybe you know we have a little wet and a dry brining so in dry brining you can just put salts and just keep it especially it is done yeah. to the seafood and in the meat it is uh, done for few hours which will make it juicier and tender so the, the, once again i'll say because salt is the one which breaks the the muscle tissue or a filament in which you know the you know the meat gets tender also and it absorbs the liquid so it and it doesn't lose moisture 
and pickling so there are two, three types of thing whenever you ask me the difference between the pickling and the marinade and brining so brining is this in marinade i'll come to marinade first so when we marinate they rely on acids right so in brining there is salt and uh, water and in marinade we are depending on acids right and uh, so that is what it is and pickling is a combination of both all right okay. so it's that yeah. yeah so this is what is the difference uh, if you go a little ahead on this then there is a fourth uh, part where it is curing so all these three when we use all these three methods brining marination and the pickling it's called curing and uh, would you say pickling is done for like a much longer period than what usually spend on marinade pick, right? pickling time can depend on uh, the product you are doing i mean there are meats also there's so meats you will need to put it for longer but if there's vegetable you may not need uh, so much of time to uh, uh, you know because in basically pickling also there is fermentation and non fermentation so then have to uh, decide what you're doing and accordingly uh, you know plan your timings so that's what it is yep. time and temperature temperature matters like in pickles how we make pickles there's all uh, acidic also the brining is also there when we make mango pickle the brining is also there there is uh, wet marination is also there and then uh, it we keep it for some time so that the mangoes are becoming soft right so there's a time and temperature we keep it in the sun so all that happens so it totally depends what you are actually pickling so everything has their own uh, methods time and temperature how much fermentation you want how much some things are you will do a pickling thing and it's ready i mean in some time so that is what it is and ma'am like marination cannot be done in just about any containers right yeah marination so, would you like tell us yes that? metals definitely react because when we are using vinegars and we are using uh, you know the acid can react with any kind of metal so it's best not to use the metal so the best uh, thing to use are uh, is the glass or like i use mainly my plastic containers the food grade plastic containers because it's easier to store them also right. glass becomes so, a little risky in the kitchen if there is lot of cooking happening so uh, you know the glass can break or anything so best is the food grade plastic boxes you take that or or also you can store in you know these nice ziplocs which come the plastic bags you can right. put it in that also and put it right however we need to take care to turn them from time yeah. to time so the marination yeah so it's easier even in the bag you can do it very easily but i prefer the right. boxes are better so uh, you know the plastic boxes you just open the lid just store it and then keep it back also would you say it is better to marinate in a you know tall narrow vessel in a cup instead of large bowl so that not a lot of marination is wasted see it depends on the quantity ayushi cup uh, right. if you're taking a cup how much marination is coming just one portion or two maybe a portion that also i doubt depending right. on what size of cup you are using 
so i feel always is that you know if you're taking a a little bowl kind of thing which has got a wider space when you're stirring it it's easier to stir this marination what you're using is that much only you're not going to waste it suppose you're taking a kilo of chicken cubes and in that you're putting let's say for example half a kilo of marination so it is going to come up a kilo so yeah. it will not be like yeah. wasting and see if you put your marination in a cup it will get stuck to the walls it is similarly getting stuck to the walls of the bowl also but when you are taking out to stir it or anything it will be easier to do it in a bigger wider space container rather than a cup or a narrow thing in a narrow thing it will be difficult to move the meat pieces right. and even in the vegetables makes sense vegetables you will break the vegetables yeah, so narrow for me i never used narrow i've always and i've always so i use my big uh, bowls and others uh, 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 for marination and then i transfer them into my boxes and put them in the fridge so it's easier you have right. to see your convenience when you're working in the kitchen actually you have to just see what is working well for you so there lots of you know uh, things happening where you look at your convenience also yeah that makes sense <laughs> Uh, moving on ma'am i would like to uh, talk about storing marinades like we also talked about uh, meal prep in a previous episode and uh, like you also have a business uh, surrounding marinades right so how do you plan ahead per order or do you make it in advance yeah so what i am doing or... is that i am taking orders in advance in my right. case what is happening is when i make my marinades i put up ad and i will get the orders so let's say okay. for example i have four types of marinades so i'll say ki okay there are a b c d four types of marinades and for all of it i've got 10 10 bottles order so i'll make that much marinade pack it and send it so i'm not storing it but like suppose i want to store it i want to put a little extra because my ad is still on and there are some people who may just want to order so then i will definitely store that but i try that i i am able to uh, sell it off in like two days maximum or three days because i don't want to keep it for a very long time or maybe i have got order then i'll use that in my marinade so what you're saying is uh, we cannot like make marinades on the weekends if we want to and like use throughout the week we shouldn't be doing that right preferably it is uh, better not to because देखो इफ यू आर ऑल्सो गोइंग टू यूज लेट्स फॉर एग्जाम्पल बिकॉज वेन आई एम डूइंग माई मैरिनेट्स आई एम ऑल्सो सेलिंग मैरिनेटेड स्टफ सो वेन आई एम मैरिनेटिंग मीट्स आई कैन मैरिनेटेड फॉर मैक्सिमम ट्वेंटी फोर when I do my goat leg, the full leg when I do, then I can go for फोर्टी एट hours. But we have to finish our meat by ट्वेंटी फोर hours. Otherwise, it will become very soft. you know or it will start getting uh, spoiled so that is why you know when i get orders i'll make that much marinate i will marinate that much stuff only so that it just moves out it doesn't take time for chicken fish and everything you need only 3 4 hours so if you're getting orders by morning and you have to give it by evening your marinade is also ready your marination is also ready so you can store it for maximum uh, 2 24 basically 24 hours not more than that i'm talking about uh, just the marination not if, if you if you're just making the marination and not putting the meat in it 
So then uh, two days you can put it. See, marinades, there's no problem. You can keep it for 24 hours. You can keep it for two days, three days. But it will, you know, if it's a yogurt based and all, it will start becoming uh, more sour. Yeah, it will start creating. So it, it will start getting spoiled, uh, spoiled unless you have preservatives in it. Right. Also, the acids will start becoming bitter if we store it for longer. Yes. So the marinade which I make for the fish and all, I cannot keep it for more than few hours because if there is any citrus thing, it will get bitter. Right. Okay. So especially for these marinations. So in that case, most of the time, the orders we take is that uh, of the marinade uh, goes with the meat. So we marinate the fish or we'll marinate the prawns and we will send it so that people can make it there. So they, they generally barbecue or grill it at their own place. So uh, acid-based uh, marinades, we don't. Yogurt one, yogurt, we still manage to do it because there's ginger, garlic, spices, everything. And then it can still stay on for some time. It is acid, but you know the consistency of acid is less in the yogurt. So, but lemon and all or any fruit juice is very high in acid. So we cannot make those kind of marinades and keep it. And ma'am, last but not the least, like the most important question I think that is like in culinary school, like you've also been there, the most important thing that we always focus on foremost is always food safety. Right? So yes. what are some safety concerns that you know somebody should always keep in mind while handling raw meats and you know marinating meats for a long time, handling meats? Uh, okay, so first thing uh, first we'll go on the meats. So when if you're getting fresh meat, it is best because with so many things happening nowadays, the best is to wash the meat. Right. And uh, in my case, uh, I am asking my butcher to send me uncut pieces of chicken and the full chicken. Uh, mutton, I do tell him, but like boneless mutton, I will tell him just to send me the entire thing and I'll cut it myself. For a simple reason that I am just trying to avoid any kind of external object being used on the meat. See, they will cut a goat. They will cut, they will cut a chicken. They will clean the chicken. But I, I always ask them to send me a whole thing so that I am able to do my butchery myself. Like I'll not ask them to send me a whole goat. But yes, if, I, if they are sending me mutton uh, chops, then I am, uh, you know, kind of making the chops here. So the moving of the deboning of the bones and everything. And if I'm ordering boneless, then I, they will have to just send me the whole thing, the whole chunks. They, they will not cut it. I will cut it at my, over here. So I'll first wash the entire meat and then, st then start cutting with my own knives, which are all obviously clean and put properly in the house. I am a little paranoid. And since the time the pandemic has happened, I am trying to avoid everything. I mean, how much ever safety I can do, I can, I'm doing that. And then also, huh, also to avoid cross-contamination, right? Cross-contamination also, yes. Because, you know, I have a very reliable uh, uh, butcher. I shop and all is very clean. But then still, you know, you never know uh, how some from somewhere even 
some kind of contamination can happen plus when you are selecting your meats you have to see that it is fresh and that you will find out with the color of the meat okay. the smell so if you feel that the fish becomes yellow so right. if it is yellow in color that means it's stale meat if it is getting like kind of greenish and again yellowish so then again it is not okay so you have when you selecting your meats it is very important because either you're going to cook it or you're going to store it so when you store it if it is contaminated or it is spoiled and if you're putting in the uh, freezer where something else is all or is also there so that can also get spoiled so you have to be very careful when you're purchasing your meats and checking it then when you are putting these meats in the marinade so again you know there is a bacteria there is always a bacteria in meat so that meat the marinades also get the bacteria so you uh, making your marinades you have to be very careful of your uh, surroundings uh, you should not have plastic around or some particles around which can drop into the marinade you will not even get to know so you have to be very careful like in our school we were told not to wear any jewelry while marinating while you are in the kitchen right. you remember ayushi yes. we were off our rings and earrings <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> i lost so, the gold ring to that too yes so yeah <laughs> So your gold ring must have gone in a fish's stomach. No, 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 no. Actually, uh, like taking it out every morning and then putting it on in the evenings, I just lost it one day. Just kept in the pocket and I yeah. never found it again. <laughs> I, I, I have never worn a piece of jewelry after that. I'm like, I am not going to wear jewelry. After yeah, no, exactly. So you know, even when you are uh, marinating, if you're not wear, see, even wearing gloves is also dangerous because if sometimes. Yeah. even the piece of glove can tear and go into the marinade you will not get to know so right. it's best to use your hands your sanitized hands your not sanitized but washed because sanitized there is also a chemical so you right. can't use your sanitizer hands so you wash your hands properly your nails have to be cut everything and then you do your marinations you have to feel the meat you have to feel the texture of marinades uh, you know you can do it with the spatula yeah. and everything yeah. till the time you don't touch your meat you don't get that uh, texture you will actually when you will do it yourself i love doing it when i have to do the marinations i love doing it by uh, you know uh, doing my marinations i get to know that you know this is not looking okay or this is looking very good right so like that's what i always talk about on the podcast like how you have to get your hands in there you have to get yes. your hands dirty you have to feel the feel that you're cooking yes you're cooking i mean there a lot of people who will uh, you know we don't want the smell of the spices in our hand <laughs> we don't smell of the meat in our uh, uh, this thing i like oh my god then you're missing something <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that is one then that, that then that this is very important once your stuff is marinated it has to go it has to be covered and kept into the fridge especially uh, places like india where the temperatures are so high right in winters you can still manage to keep it outside but not yeah, in summers no. yeah summers it has to definitely go into a cold uh, uh, this thing so it has to i i generally keep it in the fridge 
and after you have taken out the meat and you have cooked it you should not use the marinade you have to throw right. it that is very important because all the bacteria of the meat is in the this thing a lot of people what they do is that they use that marinade into a sauce or they'll put that because there's you know especially in indian cooking there's yogurt so they will try right. to put it in some uh, gravy curry. or something yeah or like a chicken curry or something so that it it enhances this thing but the bacteria can actually create food poisoning so if you want to use the marinade in some sauce later on you can just take some aside before putting your yes in it. yes yes so you want that kind of a thing then you have to take it out pehle se otherwise you'll have to really boil this but how will you boil i mean the it will just get burned so it is best not to use it right so we you know if there is an extra marinade even in the meat that means you have put extra marinade so you have to be very careful when you marinating there should not be anything left actually right by the end of it when you I... take out the meat there should be hardly anything so you feel not even pinch you that oh my god so much marination is gone there <laughs> uh, but i think uh, that can be perfected over time how much marination ah, that that becomes yes because yes. i have been now see initially yeah, exactly. i was cooking in the house so right. you know and now i'm doing it in the kitchen so it's like all the education i got in the institute that right. is really helping me and the pandemic happened i never used to do small plates i used to always add a uh, you know i was doing bulk cooking so i was only doing caterings or like taking party orders suddenly the pandemic happened and i had to come down to the portion size uh, you know small plate right. and all that it, so i have individual portions individual portions so i have now thanks to the institute because i uh, uh, i couldn't understand that uh, thing though i were i am a foodie i used to go out and eat and definitely in a restaurant you're getting everything in portions so uh, but here i was not able to do portions but i learned and a pandemic taught you everything yeah. whatever you are trying to avoid also that also it has taught you and just uh, for the listeners a little background like what chebra ma'am is talking about even after having this entire business laid down she took a step back and joined culinary school to actually have a diploma in culinary arts and understand the basics because she did not have any background in culinary arts. and that is commendable like studying alongside her and you know uh, me being like in my 20s early 20s and we i have not traveled the world personally but being with chipra ma'am and other students over that age really helped us you know see the world through their eyes like she has traveled so extensively and she knows what's happening where that is so commendable ma'am thank you so much but you all were so good in the institute i used to really enjoy with you all i should, i wish our course was a little longer <laughs> the back i know what happened you know so we could have met more and uh, you know share lot of yeah. things I know that was good. You yourself were you are too good in lot of things, especially all those uh, continental stuff you used to keep doing in the. <laughs> in the yeah, my mom will tell. <laughs> yeah. Whenever she asks me to make some chapatis, I'll make that face, and then when she like whenever anybody has the craving and want to eat anything other than chapatis, I'm like, yes, I am your person. 
yeah so that's okay i am also the same if uh, like yeah. every day i am cooking for the uh, orders and the minute i somebody tells me okay you have to make normal food uh, for the house and i'm like okay no let's order from outside or yeah. i just cannot yeah, handle that uh, normal cooking now so i have to always do something exciting to excite me otherwise for the regular food if i have to make chapatis or if i have, I have to make dal or any rice vegetable and i'm like okay no i'm not making anything that's <laughs> but i know when you tell somebody you are in culinary school uh, studying this and they're like they would instant they would not ask you how long have you been doing it or anything they'll instantly instantly be expecting you to be perfect in everything, everything yeah. i hate and i i i cannot handle the dough that's the thing so i have my mixers and everything so when i have to make chapatis i have right. to have my mixer out and in that only i i make my dough and that's the problem right. when i have to bake breads i right. I, i that's the biggest challenge for me because i cannot handle the dough <laughs> exactly <laughs> that there uh, you we we can, cannot be perfect in everything like for me if i have to make like i personally i'm good with the dough i feel like i i really love making handmade pastas and breads but if you ask me to make like indian curries and yeah. all those things i you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i know no but you know i had a little uh, phobia uh, of bakery when uh, uh, before joining the restaurant i never baked a cake and you know right. uh, i did i mean earlier i have done some breads by a mestet up so right. uh, i didn't even try again so when i joined the institute that's where i uh, i'll say my phobia of baking went away so today right. i can do my tarts i can i did cream rolls during the uh, pandemic i baked right. my cakes and uh, the normal cakes not the nice creamy uh, cakes i still don't do it but cupcakes if i have to do i can do it so you know all these little things that i feel that baking needs a lot of patience which i don't have so uh, i enjoy doing uh, like like my tarts my tarts have become canapes for me for my starters <laughs> so i have right. to do it so that's why i have i'm i make that and i've excelled uh, in that and the institute definitely taught us how to make tarts so it was really okay. good thing then uh, cream rolls okay. uh, puff pastry what we puff pastry right so that yeah. i we learned so it's not that that you know you uh, we did learn the pasta doughs and everything if i have to i have to do it i'll do it i do wall- i have done wall over the other day and uh, yeah. of the puff pastries only they came out really well so if i have to do it i will do it but it's not you do not enjoy yeah if given a choice between a bakery and cooking i would rather go for cooking rather than bakery yeah so I, guys i just want to put it out there that culinary school does not make you an expert in everything in one year what it does though is teaches concepts and teaches the basics so that if we are faced with a challenge we can do it it's not that we are inherently becoming experts in everything Ex- expert. we do know basics even if we are making parantas 
we know uh, why it's happening what is happening why we are doing what we are doing so yeah that's what culinary school does for you yeah and it is totally on your liking it's person to right. person someone will like baking someone will right. like something else uh, the, right. you you as you like pastas and i've seen your right. you know different types of you're making sauces and everything so uh, it is totally in you now you don't like indian cooking but i love indian cooking exactly right so it's it's just uh, this thing and that is why we have so many uh, verticals in the hospitality industry where there's a complete bakery sections we have complete uh, uh, continental we have chinese we have indian so there's so many things coming up now there's so much of uh, exposure now so it is really good and you can actually specialize in something and really do wonders i right. look at all the executive chefs they are doing such wonderful stuff in the hotels and the restaurants and we can just look at home right you are a specialist in kayas cuisine like yeah. how many people can you say know about it still you have achieved so many wonders in in a very niche field right yeah see because kayas cuisine is a very you know it's it's not a very common uh, right cuisine like how it is indian north indian or maybe chinese is a very common thing now continental italian these have now picked up so now but people are getting to know what is kayas cuisine most of the people don't know there is a community of kayas which is existing in india right so people are getting to know so when i get my clients they are asking me about my cuisines so i definitely talk about kayas cuisine and they don't understand so then i have to actually brief them about the community then how that community goes back to the mogal era and then uh, you give them a little history and then that that is how uh, it has come generations to generations recipes and all that's how then we have to explain it people are interested and they order because they are eating exactly. butter chicken they are eating buna chicken or they are eating some mutton dish but when they think they hear about mutton koftas or they talking about uh, they get to know about mutton pasandas they definitely want to try it so then i get orders of that so they love it then because they they yeah. definitely eating some different delicacy which is not uh, easily available so yeah they order definitely mm. makes me want to do regional cuisines for season 3 <laughs> we could cover regional cuisines uh, yeah. yeah that would be interesting yeah because kayas cuisine is very vast and the community right. is not small it's it is yeah. like spread all around india so it's very differently there's a calcutta kayas will have the touch of the calcutta a culture of uh, so you'll find that difference like i uh, my thing is coming from lucknow so when i right. doing my uh, kayas cuisine and delhi of course uh, old delhi mm-hmm. so when you will see my cuisine you will find the traces of you know the lucknow and that kind of a thing like you will go to calcutta the calcutta kayas will have different the mp calcutta will have a different culture so yeah uh, you know they have different tastes and everything so it's it's a very vast community so it's a good uh, approach to uh, know about a certain community and a regional that their cuisine so that's that's how it is
that is amazing i just uh, to an end of our interview but thank you so much ma'am for uh, you know coming us and telling us so much about marination thank you so much we're really grateful taking out our time we know how busy you are <laughs> like and i hope I've, the information is useful to everyone yeah ma'am uh, would you please tell our listeners how they can reach you uh, if they wanted so they can reach me through instagram facebook or my number can be passed on to them so any right. kind of because i'm already uh, you know counseling a lot of people uh, already right. because uh, there were a lot of people who have due, due to the pandemic they've started their own kitchens and all that so they keep talking to me i keep guiding them how to go about it so if anyone wants any kind of uh, suggestions whatever help i can do i can always help them so you can reach shipra ma'am on instagram at uh, shipra_aditi72 i will uh, link it in the description below you can also reach her on facebook at shipra's kitchen at the rate ग्रामीट which are further classified on the basis of their composition that is either acidic enzyme or dairy we also talked about how marinades are different from pickling and drying and even curing we talked about scoring pounding and the various containers you should or shouldn't be using when preparing and marinating meats or vegetables how long you should be marinating them and if it can actually store raw marinades or not i hope you guys understood the art of marinating and its ease a little better now i know i did don't forget to shoot your questions at us if you encounter any i'll see you guys in the next episode until then ciao ciao stay safe and take care this is your host aisha agarwal signing off